Hello and welcome back to The Real Kevlar, the story about our bulletproof love story. My name is Kevin Perry and my co-host... Lauren. She's amazing. Um, So we're back again today. Thank everyone for listening to our first and second episodes. Now we're on to our third here. Um, The last one was special to me talking about my dad is something that I really enjoy to talk about and I'm sure it'll come up a bunch more in the future and hopefully it won't be as sad but there's always good stories to come out of it um, it's very interesting to hear kind of the difference in in my experiences coming up and in, in all that versus my siblings um, after they listened they reached out and they were like wow I, it was totally different in my memory like not bad, just some of the differences and experiences and the way we kind of thought our things and the way we had guarded ourselves to protect ourselves through things was pretty amazing to listen to. So <clears throat> on a side note, I had a former student athlete. This is kind of my mini shout out, I guess, who texted me and shared me a little bit about his story. Um, I say former student athlete. He only graduated like two years ago, but um, kind of really separated in our relationship three years ago when he stopped playing football. Um, but he, he sent me a long text thanking me for everything and getting those texts are always very appreciated and kind of what it was all about. So we'll talk about football and all that in another long day. Um, but those always feel good. What did you think of last episode? It was very, very good. All right. So today's agenda, I am going to interview Lauren. Um, We're going to talk a little bit about her work life and how from time to time she feels she has imposter syndrome, or at least in my non-professional opinion, she is experiencing some imposter syndrome, which I have said certainly felt in at certain points in my life. And there's kind of a basic version of what I feel. And then there's kind of a, a bigger version and we'll get into the nitty gritty of it with her. But she's truly an amazing person and she does a great job of whatever she does. So there's times when she feels like she isn't. So she's going to be blushing through some of this. Yeah. I mean, I feel like I have imposter syndrome in all aspects of life, to be honest. A little nervous. Going to get vulnerable, I'm sure. I don't know your questions, but here we go. All right. So to start this thing off, um, first thing I did, I did some research. Um in that box right there, babe, there's a book for you. So you can read that book after we're done. Are you kidding? No. And then we watched a documentary. Oh, my God. Um, and all of this is trying to help you realize how amazing of a person you are. So everyone wants to see this book. We can send you a picture. <laughs> we're not video recording this one. Am I supposed to open it right now? Oh, I don't care. Um, first, let's go ahead and define... What, did you want that book? I mean, yeah, I've heard all things about it. Oh, good. Well, now I'm you have a copy for the beach. You. Untamed by Glennon Doyle, for anyone who has read it. Um, I've heard, like, great things. So, thank you. Uh, the documentary that we watched called This Changes Everything. Yes. Um, it talks about women in the film industry, whether directing, producing, or acting in movies, um, and how they're kind of held back in their made up to specifically portray the view from the male gaze. Um, I kind of got bored with it and you fell asleep. So what'd you think of it? I mean, it was really interesting. I would have finished it had it not been after 10 o'clock. Well, that's the only alone time we get is after 10 o'clock or when the children go to bed. So yeah, 
sometimes we do movies. Um, so starting this thing off as our dog clicks her heels through the dining room, um, the definition of imposter syndrome is the condition of feeling anxious and not experiencing success internally, despite having being high performing in external objective ways. So again, the definition is the condition of feeling anxious and not experiencing success internally, despite having high performing um, in external objective ways. So we'll kick you back to question number one. You want to do that? No, go ahead. All right. So question number one. First, tell me about your professional life and where you started. Oh, um, where I started. Let's see. I want to have to get super into detail, but I mean, I'll high level it kind of through everything. Um, so when I graduated college, um, I actually took a position on part-time yet. I basically worked pretty much full-time. I would think I, I was there like what felt like around the clock, um, with a nonprofit organization that helped at-risk youth, I had interned with them. So I basically took a position and just kind of stayed there. Um, I did that for mm, just over a year, I guess. Um, and that, that was really rewarding. Um, I was involved in a bunch of different things in terms of like an after school program for middle school aged kids. Um, a nightly, like weekly program for high schoolers. And some of them would also help out with the middle school. So it was kind of like overlapping. Um, And then during the day, I actually would go into schools and do um, lessons on prevention type of lessons. So all the way to like gambling addiction. Um, So yeah, variety of things there. When we moved to Maryland, I was unemployed. (laughs) Um, We came down for Kevin to get a teaching position. And I was here probably, I think, about a month until I got my next position. Um, I was a sales and marketing coordinator for um, an association. So I did that for about three years, I think, uh, give or take just under or just over. Um, and that was that was good. That was, you know. Um, and then after that association, I went to work at a winery uh, to do what I thought was my dream um, by doing events and weddings and, you know, private corporate events and whatnot. I was there for a year. That was not my dream. Um, But I am so glad that I did try it because now I know. Um, And the past, you know, over six years, I have been working for an event technology company doing project management. I said I was going to be high level, and here we are an hour later. Go ahead. <laughs> high level. Okay. You answered two for one. Good job. Oh, well, look at that. All right. Now, next one. Tell me a little bit about you being a mom and how you think you are doing. Okay. Do you want me to answer amazing? Well, your, your side of the story is different than You're mine. You're a way better mom than I am. Well, I mean... <laughs> Um, what was it? Tell me about how I am as a mom and how I think I'm doing. Tell me a little bit about being a mom and how you think you're doing. I mean, being a mom is the most exhausting, second guessing, but overly rewarding and 
ultimately best thing ever. So it's kind of like everything wrapped up in one. How I think I'm doing. I mean, I constantly am thinking I'm not doing good enough and I could do a heck of a lot better, but there are glimpses that I uh, think I do good. But most of the time I, you know, think maybe I did good, but I could have done X better or I was horrible and, you know, constantly going through things in my head. All right. Tell me at which times do you feel like you haven't earned your seat at the table, whether it be in your personal life or your professional life? And you don't have to be super specific, but if you could generalize for us times that you feel like you don't belong. I don't know if I can think of like a specific instance, but, and I've said this to you before, and I'll try and, you know, formulate it because when I've said it to you, I've had trouble like explaining it and putting it in words, but you've kind of met me in the middle and said you got it because you've either, either felt that way or it made sense to you enough. But at what point this happened, I don't know when. Um, but, you know, as a kid, you have adults ahead of you, above you, right? Like you're you're the kid. At some point, you are also now an adult. You're part of the adults. But the adults that were older than you are still older than you. Um, And even some adults that are at the same level as you now, just they feel like they're, I don't want to say older, but they're just maybe more accomplished or I I don't know. It's kind of hard to put into words, but I, I constantly feel like I am still the child. So I guess that kind of puts it to, I don't feel like I've earned my seat at the table maybe because I don't feel like I should be having that seat. Like I'm, I'm not at the threshold that I'm actually at. Like I'm in my thirties and I feel like I'm in my thirties because I mean, I have a job and I have kids and I do all this stuff and I, but I don't know, in certain instances, I feel like I don't have a seat because I still feel like a child. Like I, I make myself feel little. I don't know. Can you give us an example, like something at work that, again, doesn't give us names or details, but I don't know. That's kind of hard to do, I guess. It is kind of hard. I mean, I guess just like, I I, I mean, I don't know, you know, an organizational structure, you have people above you, right? And it's just kind of like that same positioning of like, I don't want to say they're the parent and I'm the kid, but again, it's like, I feel like I'm constantly in that threshold or that position. And I, I, I put myself in that, but I, I don't know. That's just kind of. Okay. So let's peel it back a layer. Oh, like an onion. You smell way better than. <laughs> well, thank you. I would hope so. Tonight. Oh, jeez. <laughs> not cheese. All right. What makes you feel like you are not equipped to do the best at your job? To what experience does somebody else have that might make you feel like they're better than you or what what are you lacking or what do you need? Mm, maybe not enough experience or not enough understanding of certain components or technology that I'm involved in. It kind of it's a case by case, but yeah. Okay. How do you get more experience? I mean, I just keep working. I had a girl. (laughs) 
All right. Name a f- name a few successes you've had at work, and name a few you've had at home. Headed out the park. Um. Oh well, I mean, uh, one that comes to mind—not even a specific like event or anything that I've done, but just I I almost can think of something in each of my jobs that I. I don't know how to say it because I don't want to seem like I'm gloating or anything. Now's your chance. But that I really impressed like who I worked with. And I got feedback from supervisors and whatnot. And whether I was promoted or added to, you know, a, a presentation for something or, you know, like there were all these things, right? Like I got things because of how hard I worked or what I had success in. So like those make me feel really good. And I think, you know, maybe at that moment I think, oh, maybe I do know what I'm doing. But then I always, it always just creeps on back in. All right. A few successes um, at home. A few successes at home. I mean, when our kids have, you know, their really nice manners or their really sweet, caring, and kind-hearted moments um, with other people, I feel like that's a big win. Identify a few negative thoughts you've had recently. Mm. See, I wish I could have prepared for this because I've thought about a lot, but sometimes I try to get them out of my head and then I can't think back. I mean, I've had plenty today. I don't know why I can't think of any. We, today was like, Today was chaos. Our two-year-old was every bit of two years old. Okay, I'll here. Go for it. Okay, I'll kind of go through our day because I'm going to think about things that I thought because I feel like I've tried to black it out of my mind Um, or block it out. Jeez. Okay. We took the kids to get their hair cut this morning. And in the waiting area and i mean this place is like from kids to adults it's a barber shop but they welcome everyone and anyone and it's great they have video games they have toys for the kids you know they're everything's there they have beer for the guys i mean it's a whole thing and we were waiting for the haircut and you know there's a bunch of other kids also waiting and they are so well behaved and you know doing their thing and playing with their toys and and i'm sure those kids have their moments but Mason had a meltdown at one point and I literally just looked at Kevin and I was like, please take him outside because I was like embarrassed thinking about, I don't know, whatever these other parents have done with their kids that don't have them melting down. Like, obviously, what have I done wrong? You know, whatever. I spiral into that whole thing. Um, then we went out to lunch and we we're trying to do really good getting the kids engaged in basically everything but a screen. And eventually, because we didn't want to ruin anyone else's lunch, um, there was a couple behind us and Mason was basically trying to lean in their booth and talk to them and which, you know, they thought it was cute, but it's, you know, <laughs> in short instances, right? We don't want to ruin their lunch. So, um, you know, he almost starts melting down or whatever. So we end up whipping out the screens and I feel guilty about that. I'm thinking, what could we have done differently? What could I have done from like the start of their life to not have them be like, I know, but that you're looking at me, but you're asking for what goes on in my brain. Here it is. Jeez. Um, what else? 
we were coming in from outside. I mean, our dog basically pooped all over the house is what it feels like. She broke out of her cage like a monster. Yeah. Um, so we were like dealing with all that and the kids were outside and we're trying to clean her at the same time. You know, it was straight chaos. Um, and I honestly forget what happened when we were coming in. But there was like a moment where Logan was Logan was not listening to me and I was getting very frustrated. But at the same time, I was trying to like just keep it to myself and let him get inside so I could just have a moment because he's six and you know, but then it's like, it's, it's this constant questioning. I can't even remember what exactly happened, but it's just this questioning of like, what could I have changed? What have I done? What should I have done differently? Like, it's just, I constantly spiral and just pull myself down real great. I'm real great at it. Let me tell you. (laughs) All right. So let's role play now. (sighs) Okay. Okay. You ready? This is a job interview. I hate job interviews. Well, this one, you're guaranteed to get it, okay? So Doesn't gonna, make it any more fun. So the question is, we're in a, a job interview, and you need to tell me your three strengths for this job, this created, made up, not real job. Okay. Should I go? Yeah. Okay. The first thing I would say is I am very organized. I, you know, I'm good at not forgetting things. I mean, in my personal life, yeah, I wouldn't say this in the interview, but, (laughs) but I can keep my things together really well. Professionally, I have everything organized. I'll be able to search something up and I can remember what was discussed. Um, I'm also really, yes. Okay. And for the record, I would not be talking like this in an interview. I'm just casually telling you yes, what ma'am. I would say. Okay. Um, the second piece, I would say I, I'm very dedicated, and I think that's kind of twofold. I'm timely, so I, you know, I'm dedicated in that I am here to do the job, and I'll come in and basically leave. Like I'll be on the schedule as I should be. Um, but I'm also very dedicated in that. I will do the job. Like I, if I'm signing up for it, I'm doing it. I'm not half-assing it. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm dedicated. And third, I would just say that I'm personable. Um, I am a people person. Obviously I am social and I like to conversate with people, but I would say I'm personable in that I get along with people, you know, internally in a company, but also externally from like a client basis. So I think that's a good characteristic to have. Okay. So three strengths, very organized, dedicated, and personable. Yes. All of which I would agree with. Now let's retitle those. Get your phone out. Okay. Open a notepad. Okay. We're going to retitle those strengths into positive sayings that you can say to yourself when you have this negative thought. So number one, dedicated. I'm sorry. Number one, very organized and good at remembering things. How can we retitle that to be a self-compliment? I have my shit together. Because honestly, I might think I don't have it together. So, (laughs) That's a thought I have a lot, like quite often. Because I'll look around the house and I'll see things that... It's a mess in here sometimes, but we have a six-year-old and a two-year-old. I know. So... But I take that on my I take that on my shoulders because I don't have everything together. All right, number two, dedicated, timely, and you'll do whatever it takes. How do we turn that into a self compliment? 
Mm. That one's hard. Warrior mentality, right? Won't stop till the job is done. Okay. Do you like that? Okay. Personable. People, person, get along with everyone. How do we turn that into a self-positive quote? Um, I am loved. <laughs> like, people like me. <laughs> I don't know. Hmm. I mean, yeah, you can do that. Lovable. Right. So say there's three quotes. What, right now? Yeah. I have my shit together. I have a warrior mentality. I won't stop until the job is done, and I am loved. So the next time that Logan gives you some crap <laughs> and you just want to scream, but you send him away so you can get your space, which one are you going to pull out? Mm, probably the I have my shit together because that's when I start to spiral and think I don't. <laughs> so the next time we're getting the children's haircut and Mason's going buck wild, which one are you going to say to yourself? Mm. I don't know. I guess I have my shit together. The warrior mentality thing is is not fitting for It'll when I think I I thought it would fit that one. You think? Yeah, you'll get through it. Like you'll figure it out. It's a phase. He's two. This is gonna happen. Yeah, you're right. I'm thinking about it the opposite way. What else? At work, deadlines creeping up and things aren't feeling very good about it. Which one? Uh warrior mentality. Okay. So see if there's three. All right, next. When you beat imposter syndrome, what are you going to lose? I mean, <laughs> probably all the uh, things I've been doing to my body with my stress and anxiety, but. Yeah. What else are you going to lose? Because you already said it. You just went too deep. I don't know. You what? can beat imposter syndrome. You think I can you beat, beat it? the ang anxiety of it. Yeah. No, I'm saying you will beat it. And beating it is like a thing that you've probably never thought of before. Mm. Beating it was never a possibility. Yeah. But you're going to self talk, positive self talk, more conversations. You'll get through it. Let me just, okay, hold on. <laughs> Let's do this last question. Grab your phone. Oh boy. Okay. Go on Instagram. All these assignments. Told you I did. I'm we're doing activities. Yeah, you're very uh, prepared. On Instagram, I want you to find three to five women who are good models for you for looking through imposter syndrome. Oh, you mean like accounts to follow? Yeah, like I, I don't know if Instagram or TikTok or like, do you have people that you follow that you're like, you know what? If they're there, they're real. I'm here and I'm real. Like, can you name three? I mean, not off the top of my head. I'd have to look. But my problem is even if they're here and they're real, I play the comparison game in my head because I always pull myself down. So let me tell you, there are times when I feel like, why am I at this point in my life? And how did I make it to this point? And I look back at 
all the times I spent cramming for a test, all the times in college I stayed up all night to get things done, all the times that working at GNC when I was in college, I was in my store for 14 hours a day. And I was like, I earned every second of where I'm at. Do I feel like that every day? No. Nothing about it for you. Have you earned where you're at in your professional life? Yeah, I think so. You don't even eat lunch some days. You, you don't get your butt off that seat some days. You've earned every bit of professional success you've had. Yeah. And then some. And then as far as our boys, two and six-year-old with the best manners of any two and six-year-old I've ever seen. Except for when Mason goes to clock people in the face. <laughs> I'm not. He's still a boy, and he's got an older brother. He's got to fight. I know. I you think know. I gave him those manners? I know. You think I'm the one that said that taught them to say thank you? And Mason now says, "Bless you" after you sneeze. Like I know I'm just, <laughs> that's not for me. Yeah, you're right. You deserve to be where you're at and better. Okay. Mm -hmm. And you're going to start using that positive self-talk, right? You're going to talk yourself up, feel better about yourself, right? Yep. Did you learn anything about yourself today? The fact that when I'm put on the spot, I can't think of things because I probably would have had a laundry list of negative thoughts for you, but I was That's like not really the point of this. Blank. I know. See? Well, here I am again. <laughs> no. Um. I don't know. What I learned is, I mean, and you do this for me sometimes too, your outside perspective, but just basically outside perspective instead of in my head, how quick of it, how, what am I even saying? Oh boy. Um, how quick is it to just change the thought from negative to positive? Yeah. And you really have to because I mean, there's days when it's there's days when it's only you in there and and only you in your office. So I'm not there to hype you up, and you won't always have someone there. I know. Well, it's not even just that; it's just like all the time, not just work. I mean, I don't know. All right. So closing this thing up, and we actually hit a timeline that I did not think we'd hit. So next week, we're going to come up with one topic. We're going to simultaneously interview each other. So we're going to ask each other questions instead of this format. So I'll probably ask like five or six, and she'll ask five or six on a similar topic. Um, we'll continue to drop episodes every Friday. I'm getting better at it, right? Mm -hmm. We actually dropped this one. I mean, it was Thursday night at like 10 p.m., but I think I know I have it locked in on how it's going to come out on Friday when we want it to. So what you think? Um, good, I guess. <laughs> I don't know if I delivered as good as you have been, but eh, we'll get better as we go. I know I want to work on some things here. So again, thank you all for listening. Please drop us a rating and review five stars only. Um, follow us on Instagram. What's our Instagram at the real Kevlar. All right. And to close us out tonight, the surprise of the episode, Lauren is going to burp the alphabet for us. That's funny because I can't even burp. What? 
You act like you don't know this <laughs> about me. How long have we been together? All right. Until next time. Thank you very much. Bye. Bye. Bye.